Service delivery watch on the morning bliss. To Mamina, to do what is a big question. And then what? You know, at school they always used to say uh, the question you must always ask whether you are a service deliverer, you, you, you're starting a business. The question should be, so what? It sounds very easy and very cheap. So what? But it's packed. It's packed with a lot of stuff. Anyway, let's talk to our guest, introducing our guest, Temba Godi, President of the African People, uh, People's uh, Convention, APC Online. Good to have you on SAFM on The Morning Bliss. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for, for having me so early in the morning. <laughs> Thank you for making time for us so early in the morning. So let's talk about service delivery. Now, the discrepancies between poor areas and affluent areas is just alarming. How, yeah. how did we get here? Because I thought we were, ve- we were a very organized nation. But for some strange reason, the gap is just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I, I think uh, the roots to the problem uh, is exactly the point you were making uh, before about uh, self-hate and with those basis is lack of knowledge uh, of self um, in the sense that uh, we have a leadership that seems to perpetuate uh, and replicate the past, the past of exclusion, the past of segregation, the past of inequality. And this economic inequality will manifest itself in various in various ways and throughout uh, society's existence and service delivery inequality is merely but an, an aspect and a reflection of the fact that uh, we are in an equal society and our leaders or those who are leading have not made a, a deliberate decision uh, to eradicate inequality and ensure that uh, we live in an inclusive and equal society uh, which will, on the surface of it, uh, be shown by the extent to which uh, all citizens have equal access to the same time and quality services. So inequality uh, replicates itself in the inequality of services. By that, as you indicated, you move from an affluent area uh, and a hundred meters down the line, you move to a poor area. Uh, the the poverty is not only reflected in the kind of houses uh, that they live in, but in everything else, from the roads, the street lights, uh, water access, uh, abrasion facilities, 
and and basically everything. Mm. So the problem of uh, services were merely looking at the administrative part of it, uh, but its root cause. It's a very, very uh, deep ideological uh, divide that spews and spreads out uh, inequality of, you know, of services and and physical appearance. Mm. I mean, it's 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 very very disturbing because, like you know, I was ha- just highlighting that, and I'm just focusing on one informal settlement where. I mean, you're talking about sanitation. There's no sanitation whatsoever. There are no roads whatsoever. And for instance, you find that um, squatting just happens. People will erect structures and the government will only take action after a year or two of these structures being erected. And after a year or two, it's almost like they are in-depth roots that have already been created. How then do you evict somebody who is so acquainted to that particular area for two years to say, okay, fine, we're relocate, we're relocating you. Why is it not that when it starts, someone steps in and identify an area that they develop properly and and resettle uh, these particular individuals? That always leaves me very, very, very worried. No, very true. It's, it, it all has to do with planning, special planning, um, and and governance capacity, uh, focus, and uh, you know prioritization. Um, what you see, especially around housing, is that um, the settlements that you have, most of them were not were not planned. They they, they happened because people stayed there. And the uh, government ended up, uh, you know, uh, buying that land if it was privately owned land, and or providing some services in a, in a very disorderly, you know, uh, kind of setting. So you don't have a, a a government, whether at local or provincial or national level, that plans ahead uh, and say. This is what we want to do in the next five years, ahead of the movement of the people, and or even ensuring that uh, we don't have mushrooming of such settlements. But uh, you'll know that um, uh, Frederick Engels spoke about these things uh, in the 1800s. That the problems of the urban areas are actually the problems of the rural areas. Uh, to the extent that rural areas. Uh, remain underdeveloped, uh, no infrastructure, no facilities, no functional economy. People who leave the rural areas and go to the urban areas. And if they, if that movement is unmanaged, then you'll have all these uh, unplanned, unmanaged mushrooming of settlement. Uh, and government is forced now to to tug along behind the spontaneous uh, mushrooming of settlements. Mm. And, and in many instances, you find, therefore, that uh, the, the planning and the budgeting, therefore, uh, lags behind. That's why you find that there will be an area where people live, there's no toilets, there's no water, uh, there are no proper roads. It's only later that government comes in and tries to say, okay, here are mobile toilets. 
uh, here are, you know, water jojos, uh, and maybe if they're lucky, uh, do a little bit of the roads. So they're always uh, running after, uh, you know, the people instead of planning ahead and being able to uh, being able to manage. Uh, the, the special settlement and the arrangement. Mm. Uh, we're going to take a small break in just a few seconds' time, but uh, when we get back, I would like to just find out, you know, solutions are always the way forward. Um, you know, you, you highlighted something that I thought quite interesting, where you can just unpack as the APC, suggesting a 20% of the budget being allocated, um, you know, to, to, to be shared equally. That sounds like a, like a good idea. That, that conversation we'll have on the other side of um, our conversation. But otherwise, to um, our listeners, you are on SAFM. This is The Morning Bliss, and you're with Bertha Charuma. And we're talking about service delivery. And if you would like to share or, you know, maybe say something, or maybe you're in an area that has been totally neglected, just make sure you do drop us a voice note on 0614104107. Or otherwise, you can share your info on our Twitter handle at SAFM Radio or at Bertha Charuma 1 so that we, we get together as a nation. And if we don't have these conversations, I, I don't think we'll, be, we'll have the ability to fix. And I just... Just from an observation point of view, I lived in Ma, in 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 Mafeking or Mahiking uh, for the longest time, and this was uh, before independence, after independence, and the last time I visited, which which is about a month ago, my heart broke into pieces. It totally broke into pieces. But when we get back, we continue with that conversation. Yes, service delivery watch. We are the big eye, or should I call ourselves maybe the big brother with a big eye, where we are trying to have conversations and uh, making sure that you give, we give you the platform to share where you know where you are struggling as 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 a as a, as a community. And if you're a community that has grievances or that is uh, going through very difficult times where you feel neglected, you can always email us right here at SAFM, and um, maybe we could. Have have you as a guest going forward so that we can unpack these things and make sure that you know what they are fixed we are just looking for solutions that's all we want and this morning we're talking to temba godi president of the african people's uh, convention apc um, also just trying to figure out how we can work together as a nation to make it better i do have a couple of voice notes i think let's uh, take them and hear what you have to say Okay, we're waiting for um, uh, our voice notes. Now, I was talking about living in, in, in Mahikeng for, 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 for a while. And what I have witnessed, this is, this is what I have witnessed when I went back about a month ago. The roads, oh my goodness, I, I, I cannot even describe. It's almost like it's a homeland that's just been forgotten. And I don't understand how because it used to be, you know, because it sits by the border. It was an entertainment hub. Everyone used to flock into, 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 into Mafeking way back then. And people from Botswana would travel all the way to Mafeking for entertainment, for shopping. And it, it was a very buzzing hub and things have just fallen apart. Now, coming back to you, coming back to you, Temba, you were talking about sharing equally. Talk to me. Well, I, I think that your experience 
can be shared by almost uh, everybody uh, around the country, um, which talks to deteriorating infrastructure, uh, lack of maintenance, and all that. But, uh, sorry, but what we in the APC have proposed uh, as a way of ensuring that uh, in, in every budget cycle there is guaranteed resources that will go to every square inch of the country was to promote uh, what we call word-based budgeting. Meaning that uh, as, 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 as we have our budget speech with this budget allocation at national and the provinces and each municipality being allocated a budget like it will happen now in July, uh, it should not end there. To make sure that the money reaches the people, uh, it is not misappropriated. Let us guarantee each ward that it would have a fixed amount of money from the budget. And our suggestion was that uh, the starting point should at least be 20% of the budget must be shared equally by all the wards in a municipality, meaning that each ward will be guaranteed a certain amount. Let's say, for example, um, it's, it's, it's 5 million or 10 million that is guaranteed to each ward, then that ward can then be able to plan in terms of what it wants done, knowing that there is an existing and a guaranteed budget to do whatever it wants. So if, for example, a ward says we have a, a number of pressing items, say five of them that we want, but our budget can only fix two, then it's fine. They'll fix two in the first year. They know in the second year coming, they do have a guaranteed amount coming to fix the next two. And by the third year, they will have fixed everything and then develop a new list. In that way, it ensures that uh, everyone is guaranteed at least some aspect of their pressing needs to be addressed in a particular year. Now, this is against the current arrangement where with the IDP processes that are going on now as we're talking, um, communities are called upon to state what their needs are, but they are merely giving a wish list uh, that is not juxtaposed against any budget. And still, it is the decision of the officials in the offices to decide which of these priorities to fund and by how much. And you will therefore find that the, the, the money that is used in each ward uh, is not equal, is not consistent year after year. Now, that is then what calls unevenness in terms of the financial expenditure in each ward by the municipality. But if you have a fixed amount or a guaranteed amount for each ward, then even their planning is done against an existing budget, which guarantees them that at least something uh, is going to be done uh, for their area. Mm. I think let's just try the voice notes and, and, and hear what um, our listeners have to say. Let's give it a shot. Good morning. I hope you are well. It's Hein from Durban. Um, I do think the self-hate. Okay, this is coming from a white man. 
uh, in Europe, they don't just live to, they don't just try to survive every day, they live quite comfortably. So they don't really worry too much about their neighbour. Whereas here in Africa, everyone's just trying to survive. And I think that through that kind of survive, they see the others as taking what they could be having. Um, look at the xenophobia, um, when we actually should be focused on how we could flourish being together. But I do think people in power and um, the ones that have a lot, uh, they survive by everyone working against each other and hating each other. And um, we're hating the wrong people. We're fighting against the people that could benefit us, not the other around. Uh, good morning, uh, SAFM. I think the problem is the government, because I can give you an example. Me, I'm from Zim. If I can have money today, I can go buy a place in Zim now to build my house. If, if it depends on how much I have. If I have too much money, I'll go buy in a lot. Of this if I have a little bit of money, I'll go in a mid-density suburb. Or if I have less money, I'll go buy in a high-density suburb. But unlike here, here you only have play, uh, only places to buy is only a lot in the suburb, which is expensive, which can cost you millions. The government is still using apartheid laws. They design it that way in a perfect time so that the people will remain suffering and working for the white people so the government didn't design the laws or the so that they can sell to those one who can afford to buy it rather than to way to build for them for free like rdps how long does it take for to build for for a million people and the population are keeping on rising uh, so the problem with the government Morning, we are speaking to sponsor the truck drive. Uh, and that issue of the service delivery, I feel so much pain because I'm staying in Tenelton. We once went even to the public protector to open the case, but those guys are rotten to the core. I forgot the investigator. We went to Pretoria several times, but the case was just something into thin air. Nothing has ever happened in a way that the, the investigator ended up not answering our calls. So uh, the issue of service delivery in this country. I think maybe if you get arrested by the hawks, it's either maybe you are trying to pull out or you are trying to do something which they don't want you to do. That is, you will be arrested by the Quite interesting stuff. I think I, we, we should take a small break because we've had very, very insightful uh, feedback from the from our listeners. And um, if we if we try to try and analyze the three, <laughs> the three voice notes, I think we will be cut off by our system. Let's just take a small break and come back to you. And I'll be chatting. I'll be chatting to you, Temba Godi, and um, hear your take on what we've just heard. Yes. Good morning, good morning, lady. It's Marumo from Mahikeng. I hear you uh, talking about Mahikeng. 
we are not lucky in Mahikeng at all. We are not lucky. We, this place used to be so beautiful, clean and everything. But you know, all these premiers and mayors who came here, they just came to destroy this place of ours. It's so sad to see Mafiking as it is today. We, we grew up here, it was never like this, but they just came. No, it's no premier or mayor who has done something in Mahike. They just came here, took them pocket money and everything. Don't, no one cares about this place. And the people of Mahike are so quiet. But ah, one day it will end. One day it will end. Thank you very much. Service Delivery Watch. The big brother is watching. And um, I do have Temba Godi, president of the African People's Convention, APC, with us chatting to us. Now, Temba, what's, what's your reaction to, to, to what we've just listened to? Well, like I, like I said, uh, you know, your experience is what many people, you know, can uh, can relate to uh, the problems of uh, crumbling infrastructure, which is a result of lack of maintenance and uh, you know planning ahead. And it it was inevitable that if <clears throat> any caller was going to leave a voice note. Uh, there was no way that they would not catch the sentiments that you expressed right from the beginning, because it is <clears throat> it is the kind of experience that uh, cuts right across. Um, you know, over the weekend I was in Giani Limpopo, uh, to one very very rural uh, village, probably the last one, driving south, driving southeast. And um, <clears throat> driving on the road for quite some time, I thought I was driving on a gravel road, only to find during the course of the drive that actually this was a tad road, but uh, somehow the you know the the tar on the road has evaporated, if I may use that way, uh, to a point where there is no sense that there was ever a tad road. It, it talks to crumbling infrastructure, lack of maintenance, uh, and I would say wrong priorities. Because when I looked at, I, I searched for the speech of the mayor, which usually contains, you know, capital expenditure or projects. I found that uh, that area is not mentioned anywhere uh, in in terms of uh, capital expenditure from last year right up to 20, uh, 2025. So <clears throat> it, is, it, it is a common challenge that, that is experienced. I mean, if you look at Mahiking, Mahiking in the Northwest, and you talk to Kiani in Limpopo, but the, the conditions and the challenges are basically, are basically the same. It's simple because the system as a whole, the system as it exists, uh, Nearly perpetuates the inequalities of the past. Nearly reproduces the past where the poor areas just become poor. Uh, but it's uh, it, it 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 goes even beyond that. It's just that those who are in the affluent areas are much much better off. But I think even those who live in affluent areas would see some level of. Uh, deterioration from their high-end uh, 
colonial status of affluence because generally the weakness of rent seeking from the political leadership that is looking at opportunities to extract value from the state without putting any value leads to overall deterioration uh, including and affecting even the affluent areas except that uh, in the poor areas uh, like your informal settlements your townships in rural areas uh, you find very very catastrophic uh, uh, situation yeah this is quite fascinating because going back to to to, to my king i mean i i couldn't understand how a decision could be made there was a recreational area where it was a an area where children could go swim different areas to swim so basically they covered all those pools the swimming pools where people could ha- go and hang out and just relax and built a mall now when you go back to that mall now it's like marabastad and mm. you you ask yourself what is the rationale what is the rationale but you know what these are just some of the examples and i'm sure that um, some of our some of our listeners that are you know that are listening to the show really really have a thing or two to say or to share that we are not even aware of i would like to 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 believe that if you are maybe in the eastern cape you have a thing to say if you are in the western cape wherever you are or in in polokwane but in a nutshell just to wrap up our show um if anyone would like to send information or would like to share something with you where can they get hold of you well um well firstly if there is a local branch of the APC where they are uh, they can share that information and if there's anything that we may need to do it will be cascaded uh, back to where i am uh, otherwise it is the normal and the usual ways those that we interact on Twitter uh, can DM me and uh, those that uh, are able to get my contacts can do so so that we we can assist uh, in, 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 in directing people how they can you know raise their service delivery issues 